Okay, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, the Lost African Afro Boy. Um, as you guys know, we talk about Afro culture, financial literacy, and um, controversy. Today is the financial literacy piece. As you guys know, I tried to do uh, the seg- the segment Afroeconomics at least um, once a month, which is we'll usually cover things that happened in the past 30 days or so, uh, whether it's with the U.S. economy on the world economy. I'm trying to focus more on the world economy now. Usually, most of the Afroeconomics would have been about um, stimulus checks and so forth. So we're going to get a little bit more into um, the world uh, economy and how we're affected um, as human beings, the human race, but also as Black people who live around the world. Um, so like what's happening with the U.S. dollar, uh, a term that you'll hear a lot, especially if you're like an investor um, in the stock market, real estate, things, is, is inflation. Um, first and foremost, for disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. So anything you hear me say, especially when it comes to money, is strictly my opinion based on my own research. Please do your own research um, and then make your valid opinion from there. But I'm not a financial advisor. This is just, you know, me giving my general perspective. Um, and then the possibility, like a lot of people say, the stock market collapsed. A lot of people are, are saying that the housing market will collapse. So there's the possibilities of an economical collapse. Uh, so basically, <clears throat> the scare for inflation is a major part of that. You know, short of the U.S. dollar, um, which in part could be due to lack of job adjustment and job placement. You know, so there's shout out to Morning Invest, which is a, a channel reference channel I use, uh, BBC, BBC uh, Economy, and so forth. Um, you know, our articles and, and sources that I use to to gather my basis about what's going on in the world. Um, but basically, how this is starting is that more so in the U.S. economy while they were trying to solve the big issue with the pandemic, they didn't realize that there are two like subconscious issues or I shouldn't say subconscious issues, two uh, minor separate issues, which is the circumstances of while trying to solve the big problem, which is the pandemic, you know, sending out money made people what? They made people want to stay at home because this is generally true more people made more money at the house than people who actually went out to work. Um, a lot of people didn't get hazard pay. They were fighting for, uh, that's why they were, a lot of people were fighting for raising um, minimum wage prices due to what's everything going on. Cause it's like, if I got to leave my house, um, so you got to go to work, you should pay me because I got to go to work. Um, but outside of that, they also didn't realize that while you're sending out money, and people are saying, well, I'm making more money at home. The businesses and even new businesses that are trying to start up, they need workers. But because if I'm making more money at home, why would I really want to go back to work? So this whole, you know, I want the economy to come back together, you credit to separate problems. Now the businesses don't have no workers and then people just don't want to come back to work. See how that works? So now you can't grow a community because, well, I might as well stay at home regardless if there's a new uh, Chipotle, Starbucks, or even a new Black-owned businesses, it all works the same. If I'm still making more money at home, I might as well stay at home. 
Um, the Biden administration has a idea or a proposal about implementing taxes on cryptocurrency. So what most people know is cryptocurrency, a big word is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like the mother of cryptocurrency, but the whole space is called cryptocurrency. Now, what they're suggesting is that if you're going to invest, use uh, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin as a as an actual like fiat currency to spend and buy items, especially your business, they say, okay, you got to report to the IRS if you use more than $10,000 worth of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. This, on the flip side, they say that it can be used to taxes. So, sort of like that, um, like my city had a, a pop tax, right? And they said that this tax is going to bring in so much revenue for the city and pay for uh, pensions and social security and all these things and so forth. Um, now, they're going, of course, they're going to try and say, well, yeah, we're going to use this crypto tax to pay for health care, pensions, and other things that tie into the, the economic growth, right? Yes, that is a possibility, but what I want you to realize is that this is telling you that crypto is not going anywhere. So if they're talking about taxing crypto in general, then what does that tell you about the crypto space? We're probably going to transfer over at some point in time um, into a more digital age of spending money. You already see that with everything that's going on. Every time you pay for gas, they have a press or what they call contactless contactless payment. Tap your card on the ATM or the gas pump so you don't touch the buttons and so forth. Um, but things of that nature. Now, it'll be very weird the day that we stop using cash money. That's really, really weird. I can't even imagine like not pulling out a dollar and saying that this dollar is worthless. Like that's super weird. Um, now there's one thing as far as a really, really big push towards this whole idea of digital currency. There was a government appointee asking the comptroller, which is one of the people who's appointed to deal with financial issues and currency, um, the comptroller of currency to make Three crypto, three crypto firms, which are like their, I don't want to call them hedge funds, but they're like the, the big dogs of the crypto space as far as like actual banks. So there's, there's one called uh, Pinox, Protego, and Anchorage. They're trying to turn these crypto firms into actual banks to that whole like US banking chase to where like, oh, you can convert your crypto money into leverage for a loan or applying for this and that. Um, so that's really big. Like the, the fact that they start mentioning these things actually matter because if they're thinking about it, then they're actually thinking about implementing it into a real thing. What's next? Um, one of the other things in father is the, the crypto space. So a lot of this will be about Bitcoin because Bitcoin has been the big talk um, in regards to economic space, stocks, and so forth. Um, one of the things you might want to be on the lookout for next to Bitcoin is Ethereum. 
Um, this is more of a quote from Mark Cuban, which is the guy who owns the Mavericks, um, the basketball team. So what Mark Cuban says is that based on what they're using Ethereum for, there's more of an advantage through, through Ethereum as far as uh, stability and more uses. So like one of the big things about Ethereum is that Ethereum is the way that people are using to pay for NFTs. NFTs is non-fungible tokens. Um, you'll probably hear the term NFT a lot on relates to art. It's more than that, but that's how everyone knows it because that's how it got put out into the media. Like, oh, you can um, make an NFT like, like this. So you can use like my background, for instance. I can post the picture and convert it as an NFT and then whoever wants to buy my background, let's say I put it on TikTok and like, hey, who wants to buy my background? Um, someone can make a bid for NFT and say, oh, I want to pay 10 grand for the background. Okay. So NFTs uses Ethereum to pay you. Um, so whatever the, because we're probably still going to use US currency as a base, but whatever that equates to the Ethereum amount, that of what they'll pay me. So let's say 10,000 Ethereum is the same as 10,000 US dollars. They're going to pay me 10,000 US dollars. And from what they're saying, I have to ship this because it's supposed to be actually attached to something when you buy it. The same as like a, a art gallery. So, okay, somebody just paid me $10,000 for um, my background, EF, NFT. But also going into like movie streams and, and um, you know, music streams and things of that nature there's a more of a, a tangible and seen use you know it's more understand it or understood um let's see so all oh, the housing economy then we're going to try and make this short so i can get to like the world aspect the housing economy one of the most this is generally from like um stefan graham some youtube videos it's, like i said i have multiple resources to how i get my opinion based on what is going on. Um, but the housing economy, as far as that, the most effective is actually millennials. Um, for those who don't know, the actual standard for a millennial is someone who's about 34, 35 to about 20. I know a lot of 30 year old people don't feel like they're millennials. They feel like that's only for people who are in their twenties, but the definition is for you guys too. So anyway, um, the most effective as far as having actual progression uh, or no progression is the millennials. So like a lot of barriers when it comes to like the actual housing market and housing economy is lack of savings, credit card debt. Uh, the housing market is, is super, super inflated as far as like housing prices. Housing prices have been out of the norm for probably most of the year. You know, what you probably average on a two flat would be like 150k to 2k they they're putting it on you know redfin or or realtor.com for like 300k super super overpriced because of supply and demand That's simple business concept supply and demand um student loan debt which is why i always say you have to keep your um administration accountable there's been some articles released saying that Biden is going back on, you know, not passing student debt or not, you know, relieving student debt, not even the, the 10, 
10,000 mark. You know, so that's why I always say um, I'm independent also, so I don't vote for either party. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I don't care about either or. I care about how is this administration going to help my people? I don't care who's involved. I don't care who the face is. How are they going to help my people? If they're not doing either or, forget both of them. Um, one of the things as far as if you're actually all oh, general debt, so not even like just student loan debt and credit card debt, like all the debt you have. These are a lot of things that go into the struggle for millennials to even progress and buy houses. Um, outside of that, if you're going to go into um, the housing market, whether you're going to buy like your own house for your mom or you're going to do like the two flat investment properties. Um, one of the things that you should look into or think about when you're buying your home is what we like to call an overhead as a business terminology. So this would be like a home homeowner's overhead. So it's the mortgage payment, it's the property taxes, it's the maintenance, um, it's the insurance, and along in between the maintenance is like the lifespan of the stuff that you would fix. So the, the water heater, the AC, um, and so forth and so on. Like when you buy the home, how much how long do you have until that stuff needs to be replaced? So let's say they say the water heater is supposed to be replaced every 10 to 15 years. Okay, so when did that water heater get bought? Did it get bought in 2010? So that means you got like, what, about four years before you got to replace the water heater. Then you got to look into what's the average cost of a water heater. That goes into if you have renters. If you have renters, then that's what their money is for, not to really just pay your mortgage. So, for example, a quick example. Say I buy a two-flat, three-flat for 200K. I get a tenant, and he pays 1200 a month for a two-bedroom, three-bedroom in the city. Cool. My mortgage is 800 that 400 is not supposed to be play money, really. The 400 is supposed to be towards maintenance for at least most of the year. So by the time that you have to replace the water heater, for this instance, you have money to replace the water heater to where you don't have to come out of pocket. That's how most of this works. So now we're going to move into the world economy. And of course, the world economy affects all the black or Afro people around the world. So what's going on in the UK, which is like Europe, shout out to everyone who listens to me in Europe, um, Germany, uh, Slovakia, that's one of the places. There's, there's one more, but I know it's UK and Germany um, as far as like the, the European world. Um, for them, you have organizations for the economic and co-operations and development. They say that the, the the growth of the economy will come back, but it's going to come back pretty slow. A lot of the world, just to say this in general, a lot of the world outside of the U.S., probably including the U.S., is waiting on to see how everyone comes back from the vaccines. They're trying to see, okay, are people getting vaccinated? Or is this is this working? Can we finally go back to those regular norms? That's how they're waiting to see if we can um, get regular jobs to come back. You know, because the lack of vaccines and people being vaccinated, they say, well, we got to keep the whole social distancing things going on. So, of course, if you're social distancing, no matter if you're in an office space or in a grocery store, 
that's really not working. But, you know, however, the in-house corporations run their businesses, how they do it. But if you're talking about like CDC rules, it's just not going to work. You're not going to be able to hire the same amount of people in an office space if you're still following like pandemic guidelines. Um, but one of the good things is that they did say that hopefully they'll lift the lockdown or the the phase four of the lockdown for the UK and, and Europe over there um, by the middle of June. So like mid-June. Um, what's going on in the Middle East, which affects the world in general, which is probably why you have a counter effect to what's going on with crypto, is Iran. Iran or the Middle East is announcing a four-month ban on crypto because of blackouts. So a lot of people don't understand the process of how you mine and get access to cryptocurrency. This takes power, more so electric power. So when you mine for Ethereum, Helium, um, Bitcoin, and all those things and so forth, you need to use electric power. So if you're using all the electric power in the city to try to mine for cryptocurrency, what do you got? You got blackouts. If you don't have enough power to maintain the city and whatever the project is. Now, what's going on in Africa is probably a little bit more deeper and probably a little bit more attached to um, the people. So in the motherland, they have more of a debt problem. All the world has a debt problem. The U.S. has a debt problem, but Africa has a debt problem for real. Um, so they're struggling through figuring out how to uh, repay the debt. Uh, collectively, they say that the motherland or Africa and Africa countries own owe like $300 billion in debt. Um, the heads of state, as far as like some in Senegal, Nigeria, the Republic of Congo, Kenya, and even South Africa are meeting in Paris because World Banks and a lot of the lenders come from the European world to talk to them about like, how are we going to pay this debt? You know, so forth and so on. Um, and what I ended up learning was even though, you know, when you see or hear in articles, oh, they're getting like relief, relief packages. Relief packages probably work the same way in, in every country or continent. So even though, you know, you got the relief packages saying we're going to work on jobs and healthcare and everything that you need to build an economy, the first charge are the people who are getting paid on top. And that's who? The debtor. The debtor wants their money on top. So it's, and they're they're trying to talk to the World Bank and all the other big industries on how are we going to insure them if we're going to get the money from them. Some people in some countries, like they even mentioned Kenya, really doesn't want to uh, take any more new loans from the World Bank and the European forces is because this works in a generational fashion. So when I say generational, okay, say my grandma went to the bank, right? And she got a loan for 10 grand. If she doesn't pay the loan back by the time she passes, that debt then passes on to my mother and so forth and so on. So that's why a lot of like Kenyans and probably some other African countries are like, well, whoa, we got to slow down on taking on this money 
because this problem just doesn't end with the person who took out the loan. Now, what's going on in Latin and the Caribbean countries is pretty much the same. They're all dealing with the aftermath. We're At this point, we're really in the aftermath of the pandemic along with how are we progressing with new forms of currency and so forth. Um, so the economy has adjusted according to like world articles and international articles. And sources um, around the pandemic, a lot of uh, what they call commerce or uh, consumer products, they've been trying to see where can we get like maybe cheaper milk, cheaper grocery products, you know, cheaper ways to cut costs on making clothing that's still efficient, so forth and so on. Uh, unemployment is super, super affected in the Latin and Caribbean countries. As far as even, even unemployment on the basis of whether you have a degree or you don't. It's, it's an issue either way. You can even see that um, in America, like when I've said this before, people who have like bachelor's degrees are working at McDonald's. So probably relatively the same thing in the Latin America, Latin countries and the Caribbean countries. So that's really effective, which is crazy because the way the world is supposed to work, the way they set it up is that I go to school, you know, I'm smart, I get a degree, I'm supposed to have a good paying job that goes along with that degree. That's not necessarily true. What they don't tell you is that you can have a degree, but does your degree match the need of the society? So like if you don't have a degree in law enforcement or criminal justice, you don't have a degree in healthcare, you don't have a degree in um, social science or general education, you don't have a degree in probably like financing. So those are probably the, the top four. If you don't have a degree in that, what society is really telling you is like, do you have a use? Do you have a use? Now, what I say to combat that is the way the old world used to work. So like in the 1920s, like my granddad and probably like great grandparents, they had um, hand skills or trades. This is how you upset that. So I always push for the entrepreneurial mindset or even to you just like go learn how to be electrician. Well, I could just send my cousin this today. Um, for those who listen to US, um, but more specifically, like if you in Chicago, uh, Kennedy King has a um, workforce grant. And they're they're giving you the grant to it's supposed to be short term, so probably like a eight month to 18 month um, program on mechanics carpentry, electrician, HVAC, all those things. And they give you the, the the salaries after you make the certification, after you finish the school. So they say like, one I one I seen was, it's $43,000 after you get your certificate. The projected salary is $43,000 after you get the certification for a mechanic. And I think it's somewhere around like at least 35 for 35 and up for all the other uh, industries. This is how you combat that. Cause not everybody is, is made for school. I do believe education is very important. 
um, which I always say, like I tell my niece, I'm like, hey, you gonna go to school, what you gonna go to school for, so forth and so on, um, because you're needed in our community, our society. We still need black lawyers, we still need black doctors, so forth and so on. So education is very important, but not everybody is supposed to be, what I like to say, in the corporate world. There are people who are needed on the outside, like me, who are, are activists, entrepreneurs, because we need more examples of how to make financial wealth, especially generational wealth. That's a really big issue um, in the Afro community, I believe in general, not just the African-American community or the Afro-American community. I really feel like black people in general um, need more resources and news in the home and outside on how to deal with money. Um, but that is the show for today. I am your host, the Lost African, the Afro boy. I am for the betterment of all black people, all Afro people. Um, you do not have to be black or Afro to be a part of the show. We talk and chat with anyone because I do believe that through the betterment of bettering my people, we can better each other as a human race. There's always so like, this isn't a just all black show. This is a black show that is trying to help you guys and everyone better as a human race, you know. So if you learn, you learn. Hey, but I'll have it y'all later.